2: It's BMAS and Beamer.
0: News Radio 930 WBEN.
3: BMAS and Beamer, we're here with you on WBEN. Brian Mazurowski and Joe Beamer alongside me once again. How's it going, Joe? Hey, great to be back, as I always said. And, Brian,
2: I was in a great mood, obviously, getting here today. Uh, but when I was in the bathroom, uh, on my way out, the uh, the smooth jazz station was playing the smooth jazz version of Hakuna Matata. and Yeah, we got that, like, Muzak fake. It's great. Yeah. My my mood went up fifty percent. You know, kind of what you were talking about on Friday. Uh, you know, Hakuna Matata reminds me of
3: a childhood yeah, Lion King cartoon. Um, That's right. I, I love that. We, we got to mention before we dive into the show because I was talking about this last Friday about adults watching cartoons. Yeah. Just like the amazing thing to me, I the variety. Uh, just the other day, yesterday, uh, with this story from the creator of Watchmen. It's a like superhero we comic book thing um and his quotes on like superhero movies which i think you kind of throw right in there with the cartoons are hilarious uh he says he's expressing worry with the notion that hundreds of thousands of adults are now lining up to see characters and situations that have been created to entertain the 12 year old boys of 50 years ago I'm like, yeah, That's. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who's uh, saying something
2: like that. You know, you, you, you were talking about cartoons on Friday. That was part of the, uh, and, you know, I'm thinking I still watch SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, I find that acceptable because SpongeBob SquarePants started when I was in fifth grade. I think if you pick up a children's cartoon now, I mean, unless you have kids, I guess that's acceptable. But, like, I watch SpongeBob because, eh, I watch that. I don't know. Sunday I think the opposite. I, in I think
3: you're supposed to grow out of it. Are you? The same yeah. show,
2: though? Yeah. yeah.
3: Like the same. I'm not watching Barney anymore because I'm an adult. It's the same show. That's a good point. As when I was a kid. You,
2: you make I don't a, watch it. You make a valid point. But, but SpongeBob. I still find SpongeBob to be very funny.
3: All right. And well, one of the better options on live television other than sports. I like the, uh, I like the guy who uh, wrote this. Moore. What's his name? Alan Moore. Watchmen creator. Who made a comic book movie. He said, comic books haven't grown up. People have just adults have childed down. <laughs> but he's talking about he's
2: talking about movies and I would say that the superhero movies have become more adult,
3: the content in the movies. Right, well he's saying that it's not really that way. The only reason that's happening is because adults have become more like children in our society. And I would say I agree. 100%. Adults are more like children. But the wide mov- scale. the movies themselves Maybe the characters, but the movies themselves have become more adult. They look more adult, but his general th- feeling of this, like, I don't care how many, you know, uh, people being shot or whatever, you know, uh, how much gore you throw in the movie or what the rating is on it. Just the idea that adults are going to watch superheroes and cartoons right. means that adults are acting more like children. because yeah, Joker that's- was an adult movie. Right, and that's... Adults acting more like children, that they want to go see the Joker instead of something else that they used to see. Yeah. (laughs) What we were talking
2: about Friday, I got some backup here. Which is funny. I I didn't like Batman as a kid, but now I do like the newer Batman movies.
3: Yeah just think it's interesting. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I,
2: I, I don't disagree that it's interesting. Like, another thing you were talking about uh, on Friday, the adult Happy Meal at McDonald's. Now, this is where you lose me because the adult in me says, no way. People are paying 3 to $5 more just to have a toy in the adult Happy Meal. That's
3: where you lose. I'm too cheap. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just said, like, imagine your dad... Going and ordering a happy meal because he wanted the toy with the, the Ronald hamburger. McDonald toy. Like, how much respect do you lose for him <laughs> yeah. in that moment? Um, <laughs> uh, but no, we were uh, another thing we were talking about throughout the morning were these uh, self storage. Now I thought about this the other day because uh, not too far from me down Niagara Falls Boulevard, um, right behind the new KFC Taco Bell. I don't know if there's toys in any of their meals, but <laughs> right behind there is a whole brand new big facility, and it's going to be more self-storage. And it's not that far away from another self-storage place I drive past every day, and there's always people there, and it's huge. And uh, down uh, not far, I think, oh, on Kenmore Avenue, there's self-storage that's now expanding. It's a whole old grocery store that's self old Bubway's self-storage, and now that's it's right. more self-storage. And they're, they're popping up everywhere, Joe. Yep. And I don't get it. I Like, it's uh, it's crazy to me that these things are everywhere. It's wild. And we were talking to some of the people who run the self-storage units about why people use them. Why is it so popular? What are the reasonings uh, behind it? And, Joe, I, I thought about this. If you have a storage unit, to me, there's three reasons All right. why you could have a storage unit. Let's see if I fit any of these three. Number one, uh, why, why I would think that it's, you know, acceptable, a good use of having a storage unit. Number one, if you're younger, you're living in an apartment, you're waiting to move into a house, you have furniture or something like that, but you don't have the space where you're living right now, but you know that that's going to be your furniture for a move you're planning in the next year or so. Right. That would be number one. Number two. A temporary situation. It's a temporary situation. You are, you're living somewhere smaller. You know sometime in the next year or two you're going to move somewhere bigger. You have this, maybe it's a family, you know, it's been passed down or you found a great deal. I don't know. You'd have to find a great deal because you're paying a monthly rent now to keep this great deal. <laughs> Number two, you're moving from one house to another but not right away. Right, so you sold your house. Maybe you're building a house, you're moving into a house, but there's a lapse period in time where you have to be out of where you are before you can move into where you're going. Oh. And so now you have an apartment or something in between. Sounds awful. Well, that's why the storage. Three-part move. To me, That's I know, it's, it doesn't sound like fun, but it's why the storage unit exists. If you're moving but not right away, you have to have like a stopgap in between for a little bit. That's where the storage is, right? Number three. If you're like a drug dealer or some type of criminal, and you need somewhere to store like an ungodly pile of money while it waits to be laundered, a la Breaking Bad, that's why you would have a storage unit. Just to store the money that like... you can't put in the bank, or else the FBI will be on to you. Oh, okay. That's why I could see. Other than that- These are three acceptable methods. Yes. Of... Okay. Other than that, I cannot see why you'd have a storage unit. And then we were talking to the Vice President of Life Storage, and he- Um, Backed it up with a little caveat. He said the three things that they see for storage units, he called them the three D's, but they're now turning into the four D's. He said it's death, divorce, displacement will be the three D's. And those are all kind of, all right, you get it. You know, somebody dies, you don't know, you're kind of in this state of panic or something. Storage unit, well, we figure it out. Divorce, it's the moving thing. Displacement, it's the moving thing. It all makes sense. But now he says there's a fourth D. And this is where I go decluttering. Oh. And that's what he's seeing now is the fourth D. It's death, divorce, displacement, and decluttering. Getting rid of your stuff. But you're not. People aren't getting rid of stuff. They're just moving it somewhere else. It's it's hoarding, but not in your not in your living space. Yes, it's the rise of the self-store unit.
2: Well, let me say this. Another thing that might go to the first list you gave, Brian, the apartment, um, the apartment explanation, there are more apartments popping up as well as storage places par- popping up. Seems like any major street in western New York, you're seeing a new apartment building or buildings being built. So I don't know if that plays into it, but that's one thing I'm also noticing. And yes, I'm noticing the uh, the storage as well. There's a place on transit. I think it used to be a Bank of America, you know, corporate office, big office building just bought by U-Haul. They're putting storage places into that
3: old office building. A storage unit is basically a fancy landfill. It's just a bunch of junk that no one's using, El- but instead of being thrown into a big heap— you keep it in nice little closets. It's junk for the most part. This is my experience. It's junk that you convince yourself you're going to use and never do. <laughs> now, that's wrong because now you have had yes. a storage unit. And I thought you were number one in this. The, yep. Of the examples I gave where you had stuff that you were you consolidated into a smaller place. Then before you moved, you had stuff you were going to use. Right. And that's why you had the storage unit.
2: Yes. And the storage unit, now just to put this, during the pandemic, moved out of our apartment in Orchard Park, uh, lived with my in-laws for a year, and then moved in to our new apartment. Now, Brian, our new apartment is a lot bigger than our old apartment, right? There's a lot more space in this newer apartment. So you would think naturally the stuff in the storage unit was easily going to go and be spread throughout this new apartment. Of the stuff we stored— at $80 a month, by the way, so it was one of the cheaper storage units. Of the stuff we stored, we might still have 20% of it. <laughs> but we got, so we, we held it for a year, and then, you know, we had our new apartment, and we, okay, we have two weeks left. I don't want to pay another month. Let's get this stuff out. And we keep on finding, like, why did we think we were going to use mm-hmm. this? And we don't need this. Again, to a bigger, a, a, a lot bigger apartment than what we used to have, of it we either threw out or sold. So, you know, looking back on it, probably a waste of it. And again, in our experience, we
3: probably didn't need that storage unit for $80 a month. That is like the thing that I I feel like a lot of people would realize. Unless it is, you know, a dresser, a bedroom set, you know, a, a dining room table or something like that. And then, you know, maybe it starts that way and then it's like, oh, you know, while we have it, here's a box of this, a box of that, a box of that. If you're putting something away out of your house, to me, that means you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Now, there are exceptions to the rule. What is – if you have one, what do you use it for? What do you think about these and the boom in self-storage, Eight oh three oh nine thirty to join us here on WBE. There are other ways that I'm not thinking of. On our text board, someone said we have a couple of self-storage units used for work use construction have way too many tools and materials so you rent out a storage unit to have your company's equipment now that's something that makes sense to me that it's obviously different than a you know personal storage unit right but that would be a reason to have these it doesn't though explain the boom and like the absolute like craziness that we're seeing in the self-storage industry. Uh, another another thing that I heard yesterday, I was
2: talking about sports memorabilia in the final segment, and someone messaged me on uh, social media that they have their most valuable sports memorabilia stored in a climate-controlled storage unit. So another example
3: of using it. But see, I, now I don't get that. So you have your valuable sports memorabilia. Don't you don't show that on display? Either that's on display or, like, why else do you have it? Is th- it an investment, they think? I think that's the, uh, they didn't, ex-
2: they, that's not what they said, but the way they were talking, they have cards, they have, you know, plaques, they have jerseys.
3: I think it's, this, this is an investment for How them. How much of that, though, is actually going to be, you know, like, it's something I you think about. I love the follow-up, yes. You're paying monthly. To store this stuff, how much of that is actually going to appreciate in value? There are some trading cards, some old-school baseball cards. Yes. And, you know, it's mostly baseball. Sometimes football cards, too, can appreciate in value. But, you know, when we're talking about, and I like to be, because I have a lot of this stuff. Like, I have signed, I have, like, really cool signed things. Lemieux and, like, Bobby Orr and, uh, you know, hockey stuff, mostly. I'm pretty realistic about it, though. Like, I know of a lot of the stuff I have. Like, it's just, if it's a signed picture, a signed jersey, a signed hockey puck, like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, there's not a, a, an extra value. It's not an heirloom. It's not like a signed puck that was a, a record-setting goal or somebody's first-ever goal or something like that. It is what it is. So for me, it's either I like it and it's something to be on display or it's just junk and sell it now because I'm to think that I'm going to hold on to it for a bunch of years. And then all of a sudden it's going to skyrocket in value. I think you're mistaking yourself. Yeah,
2: I again, I think if you have a, a self or a, a climate controlled storage unit, that's for an investment. That's, you know, we had someone calling yesterday. They sold a Pete Alonzo rookie card signed for five hundred twenty five dollars. The person who bought that. Probably bought that for an investment down the road, because once he retires, if he wins a World Series, that
3: card would probably yeah. go up in value. That's insane. I, do, but I don't, mean, I don't even know who that is, and it's $500 for a card? Pete Alonzo, first baseman for the New York Mets. Oh, yeah. Two-time Crazy home
2: run derby winner? Come on. But I think those are the kind of people that are storing their stuff in a climate control, because they do believe they're going to sell the stuff in there for six figures. You better hope that you do. Right. Because Aaron Judge's home run ball might be in that storage yes, unit. Yes,
3: like that's something you put. <laughs> no, actually, you put that in a safe in your house. Right. Like the amount of things that would uh, go to that level. I, it, there's so few and far between. Do you need a storage? I have a suspicion, Joe, that most people are just storing crap. Uh, Rob in Lockport, you're on WBen. <laughs> All right, Rob. Uh, what do you have? One of these self-storage units. No,
4: gosh forbid! Forbid! I just added a. a well, uh, it was back in two thousand one. I added uh, an addition to my shed. Now I don't know if you you guys are young. I don't know if you ever heard this this uh, statement. Don't ask me who the author is. It's the it it quotes matter expands to fill the space available, and what that means is if you build another store, you know another. Shed or an outbuilding or anything. Now you're gonna fill it. Now, so are you guys? So are you guys getting the clutter like I have? I'm 64 years old, so I got a lot of clutter. Everybody does. But.
3: We, I have my basement. Rob is where I see it right now. It's a little bit in my attic. I try to stay on top of it, but it is something you know. And I like the point you brought out. You fill. The space that you have, the clutter that I have now, would I have it if I didn't have the space down in a basement for it? No, I'd probably throw half the stuff out,
4: right? Now, I'll give you one last tip. When you're putting stuff out to the garbage and you don't want to part with something, put it in your left hand and look to the right so you don't see yourself putting it out there. And you can <laughs> there you it. go.
3: Hey, Rob, thank you. I, I mean, there is something to that, Joe. I find myself falling into this trap all the time. I've got a lot of things. Now, I never have junk where I... I, I am not going to ever have a storage unit. That's a, you can And if you don't believe me, my wife would be the one who would just cut off my hand if I was uh, reaching to hand somebody a credit card to have a storage unit. But I do keep on to some, you know, I've got like old band t-shirts. I'm thinking like, I'm going to do something with this. I don't have the time right now, but I'm going to do something, you know, with this down the line. I I do have some old stuff like that that I keep on to because right now I have the space for it. Now, if I don't always have the space for it, then you got to make decisions and you got to, Get rid of some stuff. Yeah,
2: I'm currently going through my closet um, of stuff. And again, this is stuff that made it out of, this is part of the 20% of stuff I said I need. I'm using air quotes, need. But now we have a guest room and I'm starting to clean it out. Um, And, you know, that stuff has to go into the closet. So I'm making room in my closet for some of that stuff. And I'm realizing, why did this make the first clear out? Mm -hmm. when When I was taking stuff out of the storage unit, it really might come down to, a year from now, 5% of the stuff that we were storing, we actually still own. Because I'm going through clothes that I haven't worn since college. Why do I still have these shirts? Why yeah. do I still have a Virginia Tech Sugar Bowl 2012 extra large? I'm not wearing that shirt. You know what I mean? And, and I have probably filled up three bags of stuff in my closet. That was just, and I am not, I don't organize well. I, I, I'm not very organized. I'm trying to clean that up. Uh, and this was stuff that was just scattered in my closet for, of an apartment I've only been living in for a year, three bags already I have taken to um to to donate. Um, and, and that's not even halfway through cleaning up my
3: closet plus our guest room, which has turned into a big storage room. What do you store? what What are you holding on to that you think you're gonna need later? and do you have one of these storage units? So let us know. as and Beamer, we'll be back right here on WBEN.
0: It's BMAS and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazurowski and
2: Joe Beamer. News Radio 930
3: WBEN. So we're back here. Brian Mazurowski, Joe Beamer here on WBEN. Uh, What do you store? Where's your junk? Um, Let us know. 803-0930 on WBEN. We were talking this morning, uh, a couple of interviews, and you can read more at WBEN.com. The explosion of self-storage. And, like, why? What is it? What's behind it? Uh, what are people storing there? What do you use it for? Do you have one of these self-storage units? Someone must because they're popping up all over the place. Yeah. They made a whole show out of it. And I I began uh, Storage Wars. Great show. Yeah. Yep. was a great show. <laughs> um, but I, I always thought, okay, like there are a couple ways this makes sense. If you're young, you're living in an apartment, you're planning on moving somewhere bigger, and you have furniture for some reason... But you don't have anywhere to put it right now, but you know you will in like a year or two. Like, boom, okay, they're for you. If you're moving and there's like a lapse in between, you're moving from one house, you have to be out of your house or wherever you live, but you can't get into your new home or, or something right away. You have to move somewhere smaller in between. You got a storage unit for the stuff that you're going to grab eventually. Um, and I, if you're a criminal, right, to do some sort of, uh, you know, uh, hide some money or something for a while while it waits to be laundered. That make, at least makes sense to me as to why you'd have this storage unit. But the other reasons I couldn't – we did have, Joe, some good text on our text board and, like, some good reasons why people have, like, for work purposes. Yes. Construction. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Not something I would have thought of. But what do you use it for? 8030930. Let's go to the phones. Joshua in Angola. All right, do you have one of these storage units?
4: No, but uh that last call that it talked about the uh the climate controlled storage unit. It's funny because I was watching on YouTube someone was actually living in one of those things for about a month. Um and uh well this was up in Canada, so I don't know if if, if that would be legal, but it was actually kind of cozy. I you know cuz he was living inside one of these things, and he had like TV. He had an oven. He had everything like, like from outside the unit inside. And he would always go out to fill up his uh, his canteen and go to the bathroom and stuff. And I thought, oh, that was kind of cool.
3: And probably bigger than anything you could get in New York City, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, if you, I mean, if if it's like eighty bucks a month, as you say, I mean, I imagine for one night. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, Joshua, thank you. It doesn't sound um, like a great reflection of the state of things if we're talking about, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem that bad living in a storage container. (laughs) Um, But I'm pretty sure, from what I understand, like, that's not allowed, for the most part. No, it's frowned upon. (laughs) No living in the uh, storage container.
2: Yeah, I, I
3: can't imagine that would be comfortable. I think it's mostly, though, it's just... Junk We we become hoarders We become people
2: And and you know what I'm just as guilty Brian I've mentioned the things I've thrown away In the last year And there are still things That have no worth Right I don't even know If they have much worth to me I just at the time Go well I can't throw this out And it's just junk That I'll never use uh, I'll never wear In in terms of clothing I'll never display But it sits in a bin In my closet It's it's just Why am I holding on to this The
3: thing that Like I I can't wrap my head around though is i understand holding on to junk because we all do it of course but when it comes the time that like you don't have like we all hold on to junk until we're forced to get away from it yes uh somebody texted in. we had one room that collected junk wife got pregnant we threw out 90 percent of what was in there i guess we were just hoarding but because you had the space for it you you know you didn't really think about it that much but when it comes the time that you don't have the space for it or you have to get rid of something and instead of getting rid of it, you choose to know I'm going to buy a separate place for this stuff <laughs> that I haven't used, that I'm not planning on using in my house at all, just to know that I have it, like that's where I just don't understand where the fascination comes from. And It has to be a lot. Now, I understand there's good uses for it. We've heard a couple. I want to hear more what you use the storage unit for because, you know, the work uh, example, uh, you know, the moving, everything like that. But that can't be all of it with the amount that I see popping up everywhere. The ones that are there are expanding. There's new ones being filled up. And, Joe, every time I see it, I can't help but think this is just a fancy landfill. Yeah. Give me the key to your storage unit. I want to see what's in it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be a good show. Chuck in Chicktawaga. Chuck, you're on WBEM. What's going on?
4: Hey, good morning. Uh, absolutely perfect topic. Um, you know, storage units have become, um, have morphed into something more than just storing your, your household goods. Uh, they're actually becoming hubs and little businesses. Uh, take, for instance, you have a lot of antique dealers. Um, that can't store stuff at their home or find good rental space, uh, you know, here and there. So storage places actually come in handy for people in the antique business, uh, where they can keep their products and then bring them to the to the shows and bring them to the uh, summer uh, uh, outings that they have at the flea markets. So Chuck, I, I like this. <laughs>
3: it's not maybe not just the antique business, but like. Everyone who has a side hustle, maybe you're selling, maybe you're one of the five million people in Western New York who are selling some sort of knockoff bills merchandise. You need somewhere to keep it.
4: Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, In in a lot of cases, you have a lot of plumbers, a lot of skilled tradesmen who uh, have extra equipment, tools, supplies, but they don't have the ability to pay that high rent that's out there. So they're keeping their product and their supplies, you know, at these storage places. Uh, take, for instance, uh, you know, you y- you own a, uh, um, say, a electrical business or something, and to try and even find a location, uh, to, you know, storefront or even, even something in the city uh, to kind of center yourself uh, in, in, in and around the area, it's actually nearly impossible because the rents, and even in some of the areas like Broadway and Genesee and all that, rents for buildings, have gone skyrocket. I mean, you you, you can't even get into a building even even a building with a leaky roof. You can't even get into it for oh less than say fifteen hundred to two thousand a month now. And depending on the square footage, the square footage in some cases, even in a in a in a in a junky building or a or not so great building, is running almost six six to seven dollars a square foot. So storage units actually have morphed into something different. They're more versatile now. Um, you know, you can do just about anything with them. I don't know about living in them. I know here you can't, but, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, business wise, there, there are actually a lot of businesses run out of, um, believe it or not delivery service too. um, say for instance, medical delivery, uh, medical supplies, stuff stuff like that. I see a lot of guys doing a lot of deliveries for medical supplies in these storage areas and they're picking up, you know, band-aids and boxes and, and cases of, of medical supplies and stuff. So they've actually become more um, business friendly to some point. Now they keep raising their, their monthly rent up because they see what, what's going on out there, but it's still economical for some of these businesses uh, to run their business or to at least store their equipment and stuff than it is to actually go out and get your get a freestanding building.
3: Hey, you know what? uh, Makes a lot of sense. I I hear what you're saying, Chuck. Now, here's the other side of that, right? If you are actively running a business and doing that kind of stuff and dealing your antiques, of course, it makes sense. If you are sitting on a bunch of stuff with the idea that you're going to sell them or that it's worth something that you can't possibly throw it away because it has value. That's another thing in its entirety. So now this is Joe. This is why it hits close to home for me because I can be this way with some of the things I have. Um, I mentioned it like old band t shirts or something like that. You know, things that you hold on to from your past that you can see has some value, you're probably not going to wear it anymore, but I'm not just going to give it away because it has, like, a little bit of sentimental value, and then if I wanted to turn it around, as actual value. The problem is getting me to act on actually, like, listing these things on the Internet and getting the money for it. I might never do that. Right. The only difference is it's not a lot of stuff, and it can fit, like, under your bed, and I don't need a whole separate storage unit for it.
2: Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I understand what Chuck is saying about the um obviously about for work issues and you bring up the online stores Brian you know and, and there are people who I mean they've made that their entire job and you know you need to you need to uh, store the stuff there before you sell it you go you take it whatever um but i I would I would beg to say, and this is from experience um that a lot of these storage units we are seeing here in Western New York pop up uh the ones people are buying um is stuff that you're not touching for years at a time. And again, that is from experience. I'm admitting that if I still had that storage unit from two years ago, Brian, probably wouldn't have maybe two things in there I would have gone and gotten over the last two years. <laughs> and that is 100% honest. It just it, it was something that – and, and I, I know that mindset. I understand that mindset. You think you need it. Oh, this is – I can't get rid of this stuff. We're going to need this when we move to our new apartment. I can't get rid of it. And then, you know, reality hits. And again, for someone cheap like me, reality hits. Oh, my gosh.
3: We didn't need this at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Does some of this maybe like fill into, I mean, what we were talking about at the very top of the show, what I was talking about last week. And that's, you know, is it like childhood stuff? You want to hold on to that? You're holding on to. I, I mean, it's almost like when you're a kid. And, you know, your parents tell you, well, hey, you have these toys going around. We can't keep everything. It's time to donate, you know, some of these toys, to, give it to the hospital or, you know, something like that. Anyone who's taking gently used toys, time to give them off, you know, to somebody who can need them more. And you're like, no, 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 they're be- mine, even though you haven't touched it in like five years. It becomes your favorite toy after that Yeah, for like a day. And like that's the attitude adults are carrying over like no 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 i can't like uh, this is my favorite thing i can't get rid of it but when you're forced to make a decision and like hey you either have but now you're not forced to make a
2: decision, no you're right? not because you have this other option but you I, I think before getting a storage unit you should ask yourself if you were forced say you were broke as can be you couldn't afford the storage unit and you you could keep this item but it means you had to step over it every time you went into your closet if it's still worth to the, something, then okay. But I think you should ask yourself that
3: question because that's the reality I'm starting to see. I I just I think it would be is it worth, you know what, is it worth three hundred dollars to keep this item for a year? You know whatever the cost yeah. would be. It's a cheap storage unit. Oh, well, it, it, but you know exactly yeah. my point. How much of the stuff that you have in there? Would you answer that for? Right now, there's a lot of things like I. I And picturing this in my head, this might be, like, totally not what people use these at all for. But, like, if you have a snowmobile for the winter and you don't really have, you know, a whole bunch of – you don't have room in the garage or anything like that, I could absolutely see that being. Or if you have a very small garage, you don't have a lot of room, but you have a snowblower and a lawnmower. And, like, you have these things, but you don't really have the space in a garage. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense a little bit, although maybe a shed would be a better option for you. I I, I think it's a lot of junk. That's what I'm trying to
2: get at. Now that you mentioned that, when I would when I was cleaning out the storage unit, I I spent four days cleaning out the storage unit that we had for a year and barely touched, by the way. Um We, uh, there was a a, a unit across, we had a very small one, right? It was like a closet. And then the ones across the parking lot were, you know, these big, huge storage units. Brian, I can't imagine if I was paying 80 for my closet, what these people were paying. And this one, uh, this one guy had a classic car, like, you know, the Mm -hmm. old school classic car. And he was there just kind of getting it all looking nice and everything. But that's, that was all. I mean, it was literally an empty storage unit and that car. That was it.
3: Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You have a summer car, although I always like cringe whenever I see like really nice sports cars or like fancy cars driving around here because of like all the potholes and everything. Like, oh just, yeah. like this, this is the worst. You know, you just hear like something bottoming out, like heading in and out of some plaza somewhere. <laughs> it's just like the worst place to have one of those cars. I don't know, but if you do have one, the storage unit would be the perfect thing. Someone mentioning Storage Wars, of course, on the text board, and like this is. I don't know, it plays into a couple of these things, like the buyer seller aspect of things and like people holding on to stuff that they don't really need. Like how many times, Joe, did you watch that show? And like maybe once in a while, somebody would find something that's like very valuable. Yeah. But for the most part, like they're like going through all this junk. Junk. And they're like, Oh, I can get like five dollars for that, two dollars for this. And I don't know about you, but I remember watching that. Then like, who? Who is paying you $5 a piece for all this stuff? But, like, that's a full-time job for these people is nickel and diming your way through this to, like, some sort of profitability, which takes, like, so much time and effort that I couldn't imagine. And there were
2: so many times they'd cut that lock, Brian, and they'd be climbing on piles of trash
1: in the storage Just unit. all junk.
2: You know, I mean, for those of you that have a storage unit out there is it is it nicely you know because again I, I'm just going back to my two-year experience let me tell you it started as a very nicely put together thing but then we just started okay we need to we need to get this stuff in there we just started throwing stuff in there to the point where you would literally have to climb over stuff mm-hmm. to get to the nice part of the storage unit
3: I uh so someone's saying now I I've started off thinking one in this and then I remembered an example in my own house where maybe I don't go by what I'm thinking Uh, somebody pointing out a grown adult saving things for your kids what happens if they don't want them I my initial like gut reaction to that is like I would just never assume that my kids would want anything that I had when I was a kid because I mean just things change so you know what I'm trying to think of the things I had when I was like aside from a football (laughs) you know like aside from things like that a baseball bat I mean there are toys change like the all the things all the things change so the kids aren't going to want however i did remember joe one thing i was saving when i was a kid i had a bunch of star wars toys now i wasn't like one of these people like kept them in the box and you know whatever they're going to be worth something because i i got them when i was a kid to play with them yes but i did keep them around as a box because i was like oh you keep hearing these stories like and you have the space for it it just slid under the bed here it is gathering dust I one day did sell, like, three things out of that box. I just put it on Craig. I sold them for, like, $100. And this was out-of-the-package stuff you played with? Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm like, well, I, I, can't, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. So, But then I held on to the rest of the stuff that was in the box, thinking that I'm going to keep doing it. I still never have. Right. However, I did. We're reading some book, uh, me and my son, and he likes Chewbacca. He plays Chewbacca, by the way, by taking one of my hats, putting him backwards, taking the strap, putting it under his chin. So his whole head is covered by the hat. And then he says, I'm Chewbacca Man. Um, I like that.
2: I like that. I don't Very know. Very imaginative.
3: That is like an imagination of a yeah. toddler right there. But I was like, oh, we have a Chewbacca upstairs. So that is the one thing where I was like, oh, boom, here's a little Chewbacca for me. It's like, oh, Chewbacca. And, you know, every once every four weeks they <laughs> will pick it up yeah. and
2: look at it like oh
3: okay here's Chewbacca
2: I had an old school uh, wooden uh, train set I mean it wasn't old when I had it it was a new train set and that is still sitting at my parents house and that is something that I think no matter the generation no matter the age uh, a child will like I mean heck I've been begging my parents to let me bring it to my apartment and set it up and you know they're saying that's ridiculous yeah. they're gonna let my, uh, my nephew set it up but that is something that I'm glad my parents kept uh, because I think that's going to get
3: a lot of uh, a lot of use by the next generation. I don't know how exactly this goes. So this is my um, oh, it's OK. Someone pointing out here. We had a house fire using storage for things we used at the house, but can't add an apartment like that's the perfect example. That's yes. one of the examples, right? You lived in a house. Um, I use just you're moving, but it could be any It could be a fire could be anything happening. Maybe there's construction going on at the house. You're in an apartment. You're somewhere in between where you lived and where you're going to live. You're not going to throw everything out and buy everything new so you have that storage. That makes perfect sense. On the storage wars thing, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but they were saying, wouldn't you as the owner... Uh, this is on our text board, eight hundred three hundred nine thirty. Someone asking, wouldn't you as the owner go through the locker after the renter hasn't paid and take out anything valuable? I Now, someone's going to have to say if I'm wrong, I, the idea is... That doesn't happen, right? They cut the lock, Yeah, and the owner gets the money. That's why they auction it off. From the auction, Which whatever is... it is, sight unseen. And to prevent, I believe it would have been the old storage locker owner's personal lock on it. Well, they give you a lock
2: that they don't have a key to. So, yeah, you, they, yeah the owner does not have a key to your, to your storage Which that locker. that seems a little
3: strange. Really? They don't?
2: No. Like they, now they, that I think about it? You get a lock in a in a package with the two keys. They don't get anything. Um, I know this because I thought I had lost my key, and you had to pay them to cut the lock and replace it. Then I found my key. Uh, and you get to keep the lock when you're done. Like I still have my storage locker lock. I don't use it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I have it if I ever need it. Um, yeah, but they don't have the key. So they would have to cut the lock. And, again, they charge you to cut the lock if you lose your key. Uh, and, and, again, think about it. If you're the owner, what's the what's the bigger chance yeah. that you're going to find something or someone's going to overpay in an auction
3: for that? I was going to say, the real winner of Storage Wars every single episode was the storage locker facility owner yes. because <laughs> these people were paying hundreds or thousands of dollars for a big thing of junk that they then had to clean out so you didn't have to, and <laughs> maybe they found enough stuff to, over the course of years, nickel and dime their way yeah. to a profit. So yeah, the winner of Storage Wars, as always, <laughs> the storage the locker sto- yeah. facility
2: owner. They got the missed rent back, then some, and a clean storage
3: lo- uh, room to rent it out again, run out again. <laughs> for the next person. I uh, I loved it, but no, it's I'm never going to be that person. If I am ever come to you in like ten years and say, "Yeah, we're getting a storage unit," just. I'll play the show for you. I know. That's yeah. like, you have to remind me of my words.
2: I do want to, I, 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 I'm interested in, and maybe we'll revisit this down the road, but I'm interested in, you know, the, again, something I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Brian, the rise of apartments. You know, you're seeing more and more apartment buildings. Does that have anything to do I think with it, more people using storage? It absolutely has to, right? It right, has yeah. to go
3: hand in hand. People are moving into it. But like the, the key of moving into the apartment is the downsizing. Yeah. Like you're not just downsizing your actual space. With it, you have to downsize the stuff that was in your space. Right. And, like, maybe people are losing sight of that and then, like, oh, we'll put it in the storage facility. And it's like, no, no, no. You remember – Now you're missing the whole you point. You don't live in the house anymore. Like, yeah. that's the whole thing is less stuff, less space, less everything.
2: With this conversation, though, I do want to thank my in-laws for, um, for holding our Christmas decorations and my parents <laughs> for storing our Christmas tree. I
3: really appreciate it. Do you it. have – I mean, if you have, like, family that you can – Put stuff oh yeah in like their basement or locker so my in-laws crawl space is all our
2: stuff and my like i said our christmas tree and another as you know brian we like christmas a little bit um we have another bin of decorations and our entire christmas tree
3: at my parents house (laughs) you just go in the attic it's like santa threw up all over the place (laughs) Um, but it's ready for you that's pretty nice all right uh we'll be back here tomorrow